This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, December 11th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The escalation of war in Afghanistan means several things. An attempt at counterinsurgency in the population centers, a larger attempt at counterterrorism in more remote regions, and an attempt to get Afghans to stop growing opium poppies in favor of that cash crop of cash crops, wheat. Ted Galen Carpenter, Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, is co-author of the new paper, Escaping the Graveyard of Empires, a strategy to exit Afghanistan. We spoke yesterday. Unfortunately, all of it amounts to nation-building without the label. And it's a policy built on a foundation of fallacies, uh, starting with the notion that we will have reliable partners in Afghanistan with the Karzai government and the embryonic army and police forces, all of which are both incompetent and corrupt. He also assumes that we're going to have a nice partnership with Pakistan, essentially to seal the border so that uh, militant fighters just can't melt across the border into Pakistan. Again, given the performance of Pakistan in the past, I have no idea why he assumes that the strategy will work on this occasion. Among the people who live along the border of Pakistan in Afghanistan, is that border even recognized? I mean, is it viewed as a border? For the most part, uh, the Pashtun population, which straddles that border, uh, regards it as a fictional line. They do not see it as having any legitimacy whatsoever. So there is constant movement from one side of that so-called border to the other. In addition, by making the Taliban our primary enemy instead of al-Qaeda, and that's clearly the import of the Obama-McChrystal strategy, we are getting very deeply into the weeds on intra-Pashtun political quarrels. The Taliban is one faction, there are many, many others. But the point is now we are regarded as a party to an ongoing civil struggle in Afghanistan and across the border in Pakistan. That's a nightmare for the United States. It actually seems as if the United States is the perhaps the only entity that really takes that border seriously. The Pakistani government would like to take it seriously, but uh, I think most leaders in Pakistan recognize they don't control the border area at all. No government in Islamabad has really established control along the tribal areas uh, with regard to the the, uh, border. Uh, Our colleague David Ritgers has said on numerous occasions since he served in Afghanistan is one of the quickest ways to create an insurgent is to take away his livelihood. Uh, Opium has been uh, the livelihoods of many, 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 many families in uh, Afghanistan. What is the U.S. strategy going forward uh, regarding opium poppies? Well, first of all, we have to recognize that the drug trade is a huge part of Afghanistan's economy, roughly a third of the country's gross domestic product. It permeates Afghan society. Uh, Close to a third of the population is involved directly or indirectly in the drug trade. That includes farmers who grow the crops and various people that are involved in uh, elements along the, uh, the pipeline, uh, including just about every major political player on both sides of the conflict in Afghanistan. <clears throat> the United States is trying to do a balancing act. Uh, 
not antagonize the farmers and drive them into the arms of the Taliban and al-Qaeda, and at the same time uh, satisfy drug warriors in the United States who want a vigorous anti-drug effort. So we've proposed to target only traffickers rather than farmers and only traffickers that uh, are involved on the side of the Taliban and al-Qaeda. For the farmers, we're offering them a spectacular deal uh, that they should substitute the growing of wheat and other crops for opium poppies. The problem with that is the profit margins for any of those substitute crops much, much lower than it is for opium. Article 5 of the uh, NATO treaty was what brought all of these countries into Afghanistan after September 11, 2001. What is the role of NATO now? NATO's role is uh, marginal at best. The administration hopes that there will be substantial numbers of additional troops sent. The original goal was to get another 10,000 troops from the other NATO allies. Uh, That was modest enough, but that was quickly seen as unattainable. So they scaled it back to five to 7,000. They'll probably get that, but that's barely above the level of tokenism. That's not a serious military effort. One other thing, a key assumption of our war in Afghanistan is that a sizable U.S. troop presence is needed in Afghanistan to help stabilize Pakistan. That is the greatest misperception imaginable. The U.S. military presence, even at its current level, is wildly unpopular among the population in Pakistan. Adding additional troops is going to make that presence even more unpopular. Our large military footprint in Afghanistan is causing huge problems for secular political forces across the border in Pakistan. We're not doing Pakistan any favor by escalating the war next door in Afghanistan. What about the relative visibility of our relationships with uh, either the Karzai regime or leadership in Pakistan? What impact is that likely to have going forward? I think it's becoming more widely seen as a mistake that the Bush administration was so close to Pervez Musharraf. What about our future relationships with the regimes in those two countries? With regard to the Karzai regime, uh, that regime is increasingly unpopular. The Afghan people see it correctly as a hopelessly corrupt government. And the closer the United States gets to Karzai, the more the U.S. is likely to alienate major segments of the Afghan population. With regard to Pakistan, it's uh, a little more murky in that we do have a civilian government in power, at least technically, in Islamabad at this point. But it is a very weak government. It likewise is seen as having major problems regarding corruption. And, of course, the Pakistani military lurks in the background as the real power in that country. So getting very close to the Zardari government in Islamabad doesn't necessarily help overall U.S. policy goals. Ted Galen Carpenter is Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. He is co-author of the new paper, Escaping the Graveyard of Empires, A Strategy to Exit Afghanistan. 
You can download your copy at cato.org.